Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to FitVet Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always, Dilruk Jai Singer. Hello, Hello Benjamin. It is a celebration of half a million downloads of this fun little podcast of ours with some half amazing, amazing listeners. Uh, we do have a ton of um, emails. Thank you so much for uh, those of you who did uh, take the time mm-hmm. to write to us to tell us how the podcast has positively impacted you, one person, how it negatively impacted them, which I'll get to. <laughs> Come on, who had a crack? I mean, we didn't ask for crack feedback. But it was, Did people you know, have a crack? I, I only saw one guy being silly about it. I, I, I was being. I, most people have been nice. I didn't realize your end, you had people having a crack. Um, I just had one crack going, it doesn't come out at, at midday every Friday. Oh, sorry for missing a couple of hours. <laughs> I don't know, I'm looking after two kids, trying to keep my family yeah. sane. Sorry, Sorry, it came out at 4pm instead of 12. I know. <laughs> Come on, people. Come on, people. Especially especially if that person is a, isn't a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love you, but go fuck yourself. You're getting free content. For me, entitlement I, is... Look, if I if gratitude is my thing, entitlement is my the enemy of gratitude. And for me, you know, anytime entitlement makes it... Rears his ugly head, I fire up. So apologies for saying go fuck yourself, but I stand by it. But and also <laughs> for, that for, work? But, an apology. But no, but also like as like sometimes and I don't bang it out too often, but occasionally I do. I was like, occasionally it doesn't matter who you're talking to in that situation. I was like, by the way, we're also in a pandemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. We're in the middle of a lockdown. Like <laughs> I don't know if that person you may or may not come from Brisbane. It's pretty good up there at the moment. I know. A bit, a bit of empathy, people. But anyway, look, let's not get too negative. Uh, I want this to be an absolute... Fuck you! I can't <laughs> <laughs> He's out. The monster's out. We kept it. Uh, but Sorry. yeah, no, thank you so much for all the lovely emails. We'll get, this, get to it very shortly. Lovely. But let's just do a quick catch-up one-on-one, Benny. Um, there's really nothing much to report from my end, other than I want to... Uh, uh, well, well, just, you know, pretty much same old, same old for me. So what's happening with you? Can't stop eating. Can't stop eating. It's just eating non-stop. But it's also, it's been birthdays. We've had every birthday in our family in lockdown. So you've got to get pretty fucking creative from our end to make a birthday party very exciting uh, for my four-year-old. So we've gone birthdays. We are nearly finished the Tour de France, even though people listen to us and go, hey, mate, it finished on Sunday. We are on a delay. We're not watching any news. We are living every moment of the Tour de France. Uh, but I cannot wait for the 13th of October. That is the date that my family and I... It helps that playgrounds are open at the moment, but our kids need uh, to be able to socialise with their friends. And it's yeah. coming up to a very long, 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 long lockdown. And we're better for it. You know, the taste of freedom is there, mm. except it's just people have to be aware that in Victoria, we are getting released very slowly into the wild. It sounds like we're wildebeests uh, trapped in a zoo, but it kind of feels like that. So I think for me... Uh, the fact that the weather's getting better is really good and the playgrounds are open, but it's, uh, it's when you're so close to maybe getting some sense of normality, that's, you know, sometimes it's a bit cruel because you're like, oh, you have a taste of it. And then you're like, oh, here we go. But you've got to be patient. And that's what, that's what all Victoria is doing. We're being patient. We, we, we'll get there, but, uh, it has been, it's been pretty hard. So, oh, well. um, this so. is uh, this is really interesting, uh, good information for me too because I cannot and I've had to accept that I, I don't do well with news these days. And no. I've realized that there's very little I can do or the information that I'm getting from the news that impacts that I can, you know, change my behavior accordingly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's yeah. nothing, there's no point in me seeing the news. So I've actually switched it all off. And so you telling me about October 13th, I'm finding out in real time <laughs> because because here's the thing. Like, I know that sounds really silly and ignorant that's, that's... And, and I just had to accept that I can't, I'm not, because what will happen is I watch the news and then I'll switch it off. And then you know what it happens? I'm alone with my thoughts on the couch and I can't, I can't do it. I yeah, but so also, the only hard. reason we know the 13th, but I'm the same. So I haven't watched news since the Tour de France started because I don't want any spoilers. So the only way I've been finding this out is through emails through school. So the, uh-huh. the 13th of October is not a particularly important day to you, but for, for, for kids... Well, it uh, is to me because it's the anniversary of the marathon I did last year. That, that, there's that. There's no doubt with that. <laughs> um, 
But for us as kids, we'll be able to go back to care and school. And that is uh-huh. a huge change for parents who are working from home, parents who have been homeschooling like I have for the last six months, uh, who are genuinely, uh, from a homeschooling point of view, over it. Um, but also, you have to, also from my point of view, there's always the trickle effect because if I'm 13, then I get my mate back, you know? Totally. I get more of you. I totally. get more of you. We can I... probably go for runs. We can go for maybe studio oh. records. So, yeah, it, it impacts all of us down the down the line. Yeah, it's the trickle-down effect is huge. Like, you know, the idea of just being grateful when something opens up again. So, like, at the moment now, we're so grateful that playgrounds are open. Mm. But what I love, and this just cracks me up, is they've put up a sign on the playground to tell kids to do social distancing. Now, it is just so hilarious that when you see, you know that spinning thing, you know, that thing that spins around, it's like it's just a spinning cup, right? It's yeah. like nearly every playground has it. I just love that there was just like, I saw, I think, I think 13 kids in one. I reckon you could only fit in four, but you've got 13 kids just spinning around. And I was like, wow, if one of them had the virus, you're just spinning it around. It, it's, like mm. a, it's like a thermomix. And I was like, <laughs> I think Victoria's in a good stead that we will come out of this uh, better than ever. And also, as a city point of view, which I'm really excited about, is like my sense of community has been stronger than it ever has before, which has been Ah. really nice because I've made – I can't believe that I've made so many new friends in lockdown, which seems ridiculous. But when you walk past or you see another parent in the park – or you know that they're struggling, or you have a chat. Like you know, it's so funny that some you know some of the most honest parenting conversations have been with completely complete strangers who have now become friends, and that's been the story for the last six months in Melbourne. So the idea that you can see the horizon is just such a an amazing, and that comes with you know it comes with two problems. One, you're excited there's freedom, but also I know that I'll probably drop Tao back at daycare, and when I do, I'll probably cry because I'll miss him. And again, it makes no <laughs> fucking sense because it's just but that's the way it is. Like parenting is so hard, but at the same time, it's so rewarding. But then you want the break, but then you don't want to lose them. It's I think, and someone was telling me like my dad was saying, "Welcome to the rest of your life." Mm. I mean, so, it's first of all, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a misery loves company thing, isn't it? We really do feel like be, yeah. be able in, by being able to talk to people with like-minded issues, uh, mm. there is a sense of comfort knowing that you're not in this alone. That, that yeah. you, you you get to feed off each other. I think it's which we'll get into is one of the reasons why people who have enjoyed this podcast uh, are liking it because they we we kind of share what we are going through at this moment. It might not be exactly what someone who's listening is going through, but there is a sense of like, oh yeah, I. I, I remember when that happened to me or fuck, I'll yeah. keep an eye out for that. If that happens to me, you know, things like that. So it, it is that sense of community that, you know, you, you, that you want to gravitate because we are social people, humans. We want that uh, uh, sense of uh, being part of a tribe. And when you have a pandemic and a social isolation and all these things that, 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 that core need for us to want to feel like we belong is being taken away, so it makes sense that you join with the, uh, with communities and 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 then in terms of you starting to miss tail, that makes perfect sense as well because as you and I are examples of uh, both our struggles, individual struggles in mm. this situation, is polar opposite of uh, what we want. So yeah, yeah. Your, solitude has been my biggest uh, short, like biggest issue, and for you, lack of solitude is your biggest problem. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we are ex- more or less identical I- I- in so many aspects, but the way uh, the circumstances in terms of family has been dealt is like, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't had a meal with another human being <laughs> in so long. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So Have I you put the mirror in front of you. Have you ever done that? Uh, I had someone no, else do I, that. I bought a, a board game for one person. Like that's what life has come to. You <laughs> <laughs> to we roll cool? the dice. You go around the table. You roll the dice again. No, it's not that. It's not that sad. But I actually uh, misspoke earlier, Ben, when 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 I said things are the same for me. Uh, it's not true. Uh, I forgot. I um, I'm really struggling with sleep. So every day for the last, uh, I think now seven days, something like that, I wake up at one thirty in the morning, and I cannot get to bed till four four thirty in the morning. And Brutal. and it's been really difficult initially because I'm doing this thing of not. Uh, relying on my phone right we've talked about this how i used to fall asleep with the phone in my hand i'm mm. stopping that i'm st- i'm resisting the urge to pick the phone up i'm using the phone for things like uh, meditation um sleep meditation uh voice um, apps uh yeah. as well as like uh, calm that app with you know with the sounds i'm trying various things 
Um, what I've realized, what happens is around 1.30, I'll go to the toilet to, to pee, and then I just can't go back to bed. And the voice that keeps going in my head is like, hey, Dill, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you've, uh, you've, 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 you've never had a Christmas without your mom and dad before. You're going to be all alone in December. How does that feel? You like that? And I'm just like, fucking shut up. And so... I've gone through some real interesting phases of trying to figure out what works best. Uh, one of the things that had helped me is one day when I just stopped fighting it and I just got up and I started cleaning, like doing the dishes, um, you know, just whatever leftover dishes, some so a bit of a deep clean of the kitchen. And that sort of numbingness of like not really thinking too hard, that helped me fall back asleep again around 4 a.m. The other thing that I found helpful... <laughs> And this is going to sound like a massive insult, and I swear to God it isn't, is I've been listening to Adam Rosenbach's book, <laughs> Paris and Other Disappointments. Now it's Out like insult. a light glove. <laughs> no, honestly, first of all, it's so great. It's really funny. It's, a good, it, it is a good it's book. funny. I haven't read it's it. so but good. I, Did you read great. it? No, uh, I haven't but the, read it. Oh, the audiobook is him reading it, and I love it because it. I don't have to think it's not like self-help it's not like any of the podcasts or anything i listen to it's mm. just entertainment but it's got a lot of heart it's got a lot of um you know family related topics which is obviously in, in, you know in my um, headspace at the moment and it's just really really funny so i i find that listening to about 20 minutes of rosie uh, uh narrate his book helps sure. me relax a lot more um so th that's been really challenging and um I'm trying. Are you I, able to catch up with your sleep? Are you able to catch up? Well, I was going to get to. So one of the things that I've done is uh, in the middle of the night, about two, three nights ago, I bought a pillow at 2.30 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> right? our, our friend Milan Trincevich told me about a pillow that he bought that was really helpful for his sleep. And I just gave up. I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying this pillow. I don't know if it's real or not. I just bought it 2.30 in the morning. The other thing that I found helpful is... Um, uh, my my TM meditations have become a lot better. Uh, I found that um, by doing a little bit of mindfulness uh, with either Sam Harris or this other app called Insight Timer for about 10 minutes and then doing TM has made my TMs more effective. But also, um, and so that gives me the reboots. That's why you hear me all energetic right now, even though I've only had like four hours of sleep. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I found helpful is uh, as of yesterday, I tried this thing called Yoga Nidra which is directly, I think, means something like yoga sleep or something like that. But you don't sleep, but it creates like a sleep type uh, setting yeah. for your brain. So only one day in, I feel like it's been effective. It could be like a, a placebo type effect, but it uh, definitely, I had a better, better, I fell asleep quicker yesterday as opposed to usually taking me about two hours to fall asleep and then waking up in the morning. How long is your yoga nidra? How, how uh, long is it? Uh, it depends. So the, there's there's two that are there. There's a half an hour one and a ten minute one that I found uh, that was recommended to me by my new uh, my favorite, which I want to get into uh, if you'll allow me to. Uh, I've um, but uh, and I can probably post it on Fitbit. I guess what the the ones I've been listening yeah. to if I find it uh, if I find it useful. But there's a whole bunch of yoga ninja stuff out there. So whatever works for you. Just go with that. Now, uh, the thing I want to say is that I want to share to people is uh, I'm obsessed, obsessed with this new guy, Ben, a guy called Andrew Huberman, who Ivan Aristegeta got me onto. He told me to listen to a podcast uh, with a guy called Rich Roll and Andrew Huberman. Yep. And oh, man, that thing struck me like a fucking lightning bolt. It's, it takes about 40 minutes for them to get into the neuroscience. He's a neuroscientist, not a doctor. Uh, but oh, the way he has broken down things around addiction, things around dopamine, things around how, um, you know, to how, how important it is to focus. And then also rest is part of learning all these big topics, but he breaks it down quite simply. I would say um, I'm not going to waste your time trying to explain any of them. But I would say if you're interested in finding out something that I found personally very beneficial recently, find the Rich Roll podcast with Dr. Andrew Huberman, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. And then from there, I went to when Huberman was on Rogan, then he was on Whitney Cummings' podcast. Whitney Cummings' podcast goes for about three hours. It's very funny, but he keeps getting interrupted with dumb jokes and stuff. So very similar to Fitbit. So if you're a Fitbit yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. you listen to that one. But I've downloaded pretty much any kind of podcast he's on, and I'm just listening to it. And each time I listen to him, I pick up a new gem about the way the brain works and why we do what we do. Like it explains about two and a half years worth of Fitbit episodes. 
<laughs> one episode. Wow. Yeah. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. It explains the cheat days. It, is, it, it explains, um, you know, yo-yoing. It, it, all of it's kind of there. I, it sounds great. And I, and, and, and I would like to listen to that sometime in the near future uh, when I can. And, and, but what I love is someone, someone gave feedback a while ago. They said, oh, we like it because you guys have an honest chat about stuff that you may not entirely know, but then we listen to you in real time, learn how it is. And sometimes it takes a couple of episodes. And that's true yeah. because yeah, yeah, we are yeah. trialing and going through to the trial and error of all the things we're trialing now. Like we're, you know, we're currently trialing what it's like to be in a pandemic. And, <laughs> and, and some of it's up and some of it's down and some of it's sideways. But I mean, that's, that's the whole point. And that's why I think you touched on it before that uh, we're glad that we've been able to still do this podcast because our community, half a million is, uh, is amazing. Like we were kind of mm. blown away that that's with the numbers, but then also we have people who've been listening from day dot, but we've also had people who've just joined us a couple of weeks again yeah. and then go through the whole backlog and listen to the gems and listen to us change and listen to some of our guests who, you know, you know be it the Glenn Robbins ones or the Hughesy ones or those ones where people, especially overseas, were just like, well, I've never heard of Glenn Robbins, but that podcast really you know struck a chord with me and and i'd like to go to anglesey but i don't know where that is i kind of like that and that and hence that the feedback's been quite um was something i've needed to be honest because i've been struggling with a lot of things especially my weight and my fitness that some of the stories that we've been getting from people has Mm. been uh inspiring and it's nice to actually feel that inspiration coming back from listeners when we've been inspiration to them i think that's a very good point you make because i think given what we used to do as a career of stand-up there is you know for good or for bad we had a mechanism where we would we got used to getting instant feedback and uh and you know self-esteem boost from uh from from public validation and you've taken that when that's been taken away from us it it i guess there was a a void that we didn't realize we weren't feeling that we were getting used we got so used to for years and years of getting it every night and suddenly you know it, it was missing and it makes sense that you know hearing the feedback from our listeners of this podcast about how positive the podcast has been uh it's, it's been nice it's been really really nice it's, to feel validated uh, yeah. and give a sense of purpose i guess if you want to use a bigger Absol- word oh my you nailed it dill that yeah. sense of purpose for for us in particular has been ta- i was trying to explain it to a friend of mine he's like yeah but it was work i said yeah it's not i don't doubt that i've enjoyed having a break from work and and it's been a, a huge you know not me not working has been great for my relationship because i've been home every night and that's that's been a huge win from that perspective but i was trying to explain to a friend of mine it's like that's what we did that's what we loved to do we were were getting paid to do what we loved to do and that's been taken away from us and that's a big part of us so Mm. you know like it's only in the last couple of weeks i've started watching you know um you know for instance um, jim mcafficken one of my favorite comedians all these specials have just landed on netflix um and so it's just like i've seen most of them but to go through it and go oh i can't wait to do that again or and as i said to my friend he's like he's like oh but i said it's like he's obsessed with computer games like can you imagine i just took computer games off you and it was done. It was right. over. If I just took that off you and you're like, and you play like two or three hours a day, how would that make you feel? And he's like, oh, well, gee, I wouldn't know. Yeah, and exactly. You wouldn't know because that hasn't happened to you yet. And I hope it doesn't happen. But no, for us, no. it's, it's, it's work, but it's also so much fun and that validation and, and, and coming up with a good idea. And it's funny. Like, you know, it's only in the last couple of weeks I've had the urge to write stand-up again, even though we right. don't know when, when rooms or clubs will be open again. But it's that, you know, it's that same... Same there thing. is a weird sense of uh, uh, hopelessness that I find with uh, with trying to write new material because it feels like I'm, a, I'm someone who works on deadlines a lot better. And when I don't have a deadline, my motivation is is, is less. And yeah. I find it really interesting that um, that I've had to try and pretend <laughs> that that these are all uh, these are all uh, worthwhile sitting down and writing with. So I've got a decent writing habit going on these days. But, uh, you know, it's not longer than an hour, sometimes only half an hour a day, but still it's just something to kind of keep that part of my brain ticking and going. Uh, but I want to quickly touch on what you said before about us learning in real time. I think that's a very important thing to remind people over and over again that this is never has been a podcast where we try to say this is how it's done and this is what it is genuinely, a, if anything, it's a self-published journal, a self-journal of, of what we like are that. going through at that time. You know what it's I mean? True. Like you look at the way we've 
topics that we've discussed, how we've changed our approach to it over the years, it only makes sense that that for us to make sure that we're just commenting on what we're doing right now and the effect it has had for us, rather than saying people should do this. Now, a big part of it, of my you know, story in this podcast has been the cheat day, which I've always been uncomfortable with the word cheat because it sounds like a negative thing. And I don't, I, I feel like it's a celebration. It should be a treat day. It should be something yeah. that, you know, I, I, it's part of the rules. So why is it called cheating, you know? So I've come up with a new one finally, I think that makes sense, which is, I call it Godzilla day now. <laughs> because if you've ever seen the movie Godzilla, the more recent one that came out a couple of years ago, you know, basically there's all these other massive monsters around the world and then Godzilla comes out, smashes all of them, and then goes back in. Spoilers, by the way. But the point is, I think of Godzilla as being my this monster inside me that needs to binge eat because of whatever fucking wiring I have as a child that makes me think that if I eat a lot, I'll feel safe and comforted and, and part of my family and, 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 and a good boy. That I can't undo that thinking. I need that monster to show up once in a while. But as long as I can get it out in a controlled environment, it comes out, smashes all the other detrimental monsters like, you know, boozing and laziness. Yeah. And then goes back into hiding every Saturday. You know what I mean? So for me, the way, yes, there's a bit of destruction. There's a bit of towns that are broken. A couple of thousand people die. But at least <laughs> it's less than if I let the other monsters, monsters roam free. So I refer to it as Godzilla Day now. And plus there's an Eminem song called Godzilla that I'm obsessed with. So that adds up as well. That's so sweet, there you I... go. No more cheat day. It's Godzilla Day. Well, I've been having a Godzilla month. And... <laughs> <laughs> and many Godzilla country... from 1998 <laughs> with Matthew Broderick. Many, many, many countries have died in the last month. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but no, Mainly like Hungary. The, hey. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, but yeah, no, it's kind of... Uh, I like that. I like it. Godzilla. I, like, I yeah. feel like my, my kids, because like, my son just got a whole bunch of dinosaurs uh, for his birthday and we were talking about Godzilla. He's like, what's yeah. Godzilla? I was like, oh, yeah. let's just focus on Because you've got to treat thing. Godzilla. He's not good or bad. He's just this, he's, he's a massive unit. And that's the thing. I can't judge my psyche of wanting to go hard uh, because it's just there. I've, 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 me oh. pretending like it's not there is used to co- cause me to relapse more. Whereas by accepting that this is who I am, and to be honest, over the years, it's getting less and less as well. But if I'm patient with it, who knows? By the time I'm 50, I won't even need a Godzilla day. But right now I do. And in fact, I want to say this, usually Saturday is my Godzilla day, but I had an extra one on Monday because I thought, fuck it. Fuck because it. my brother described it. He used a really great description. My brother, Dilshan, he said, it's like, you know, if you're tugging on a rope that you're clenching really tightly, eventually your fingers are going to get, you know, like tired, you need to loosen your grip a bit so you can re-grip it with a bit more strength, like in a tug of war, you know? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's kind of what I felt like because I've been going quite um, consistently well with my uh, schedule of dieting, you know, where I sort of have six days of focused eating and then seventh day Godzilla day. I thought, you know what, let's have a Monday. Monday was exactly 10 years since my first ever stand-up gig. And I thought, you know what, celebrate this shit. And I swear to you, Ben Lomas, I swear to you on my beautiful parents' lives, I started, my first meal of the day was at 8 a.m. And I had a tub of ice cream. (laughs) 8 a.m. in the morning. It was glorious. I had so much fun. But the difference between me now and, say, three, four years ago is I had the tub of ice cream only after I'd done my workout first. I'd done my meditation. I did my workout. And I'm like, all right, good on you, champion. You've knocked this out in the first hour from 7 to 8. Now go smash that ice cream. And I did. It was beautiful. That's funny. I do like that. You know, you've got you've got the rules in place. Like I've struggled the last couple of months, especially this lockdown. Except the one thing I've kept is I have to do my twenty minutes of exercise a day because I feel like that's the last thing I've got. If I lose that, then yeah. all hell's going to break loose. Yeah. But if I just know that, and then I can start adding the tools back on once things settle down here at home. In saying that, though, the one saving grace uh, is I love it because it was my son's birthday. And, of course, now it's a tradition. And I love – I'm a big thing of creating family traditions. Like, I right. didn't have as many as I wanted at home. But now it's just like, for instance, it doesn't matter whose birthday it is in the family. We eat Cocoa Pops for breakfast. And <laughs> and Maya wasn't expecting it. I was like, this is the best tradition ever. And, and, like, and the fact that they know that and they love it and we just have the one bowl – uh, and then and then they leave, and I might have a couple more, but we just have it just for that one breakfast, and yeah. that's it. And then that's the tradition, and that's why 
even then like with Cami and stuff, but now the Tour de France, which again, to my <laughs> to my partner or my despises, that is now so become a tradition already. And it's like, it's our second year we've been doing this, but the fact that my son is loving it so much, and this is what loves me so much, like makes me love him is we're watching, he understands it, but now sort of, and we're, I know it's already done, but we're in the mountain, in the Pyrenees, and just the, for him to understand that, you know, if you're really tired, he understands the terminology, you can dig deep and push that a little bit further. Now, I didn't yeah, understand right. that, I didn't understand that terminology when I was young. Only until my 20s where you think about it. But the fact that a four-year-old can watch a cyclist falling apart and then see him just accelerate, and you can see his face is in so much pain, and my son finds that inspirational, I was like, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happy if I can instill this kind of thinking in him so when he gets to that point or whatever sport he wants to play, that he too can sort of have that mentality. Hey, we should get to some letters. We should get, we should to, get some to some letters. Can I, I wanted to get this uh, one thing out of the way, which came up at the Paul episode, uh, where I t- told you a story about uh, yes, yes. the nocebo effect and you laughed at me, which I was, my feelings were hurt, Ben, first of all. Really? Um, because, uh, for, you know, here's the thing. Like, the, the story was about how the p- patients were given saline, uh, you know, salt water and uh, told it was chemo. And the effect was that some of them, like 60% felt nausea and about 30% felt hair loss. And you, you didn't buy it. Which is thirty percent hair loss. I struggled with. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But my my thing was, I guess initially, is that even if it wasn't true, let's say it was false, that the message that I was trying to get across was the idea that being conscious of what you eat is a good thing. You know what I mean? I was like, just you know, the fact that I like like I now try and be actively look at my food as pure source of fuel as opposed to anything but nutrition uh, has helped me. I feel like you know appreciate the food I have a lot more. Be grateful for the fact that this is fueling my body and fueling me to be able to do the things that I never thought I could do, like run fast or do handstands. Do you appreciate it when it's fresh? I've I've done that recently. Do you appreciate Uh, fresh fruit or is it just food in general? I just think my meals in general and not looking at it from a point of Ugh, this is a diet day. Ugh, this is yeah, this is a cheat day. It's like, no, these are all great. This is uh, all yes, like all this yeah. is all just pumping my body fuel, uh, you know, giving me all the fuel I need. So that was the first thing that I was like, no, you're missing the message. The message is appreciating the food as being uh, Which I totally agree with. Um, yeah. But no secondly, uh, I did Google it and I found, yeah, this is, it, it's a real study that was done. So it's not pseudoscience. It's an actual <laughs> peer-reviewed, published uh, thing that they did. And they like us, were surprised that it had the effect of hair loss. And I thought about it. And I guess you just have to look at it the other way when you think about a placebo. Like you, you, you see how a placebo works, right? Where you yeah, tell yeah. someone this is going to make you feel better, even though it's just a sugar pill, they start seeing symptoms of where it turns out to be better. So all this is is just the opposite mechanism. You say but something's they, going to be they bad. They didn't tell the people. They just said, hey, you're going to take... Did they know it was a placebo? Or no, they said they didn't No, no, they them. said this is chemo yeah. and gave them water. And, and like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine just going, yeah. like, but, and also, because think about the people who had to say yes to this study. Like, you, you don't have much cash. Like, you need the money to do this study. Like, yeah. you are, like, and also to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to yeah. have chemo. I'm going to actually make my body feel worse. Like, how, I am just struggling. I like, I just like that. I, I didn't even think about it from that perspective. Have you well, done- so here, here's a little extract from psychology today. Um, the nocebo complaints aren't random. By the way, placebo and nocebo, I found out. No, placebo means, uh, Latin means I will please. And nocebo means I will harm. Yeah. So the nocebo effects uh, aren't random. They tend to arise in response to side effect warnings on the actual drug treatment. The mere suggestion that a patient may experience negative symptoms in response to a medication may be self-fulfilling prophecy. For example, if you tell a patient treated with placebo he might experience nausea, he's likely to feel nauseous. Uh, yeah. If you suggest that he might get a headache, he may... Patients given nothing but saline who thought it was chemotherapy actually threw up and lost their hair. Now, that's wild to see how powerful the human brain is and the way we interpret things. But also, it really raised a lot of, in this research that I did uh, off the back of that, it's raised a lot of, uh, like concepts as to what's the responsibility of the the doctors by saying that you might get these side effects how much are they contributing to them actually getting it there's no way that a doctor shouldn't say it because that's part of their oath you know they have to tell you the potential harms but they're starting to question like philosophically going oh man like if that's the effect that that we're starting to notice in these patients 
Maybe you should just say, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of holistic practitioners get away with because they're not qualified. They can say, just take this. You'll be great. But have, were you ever approached in uni by people, just like researchers, going, hey, do you want to earn $2,000 this month? Like, I was never approached. Uh, I was quite lucky that my old man uh, looked after me that whole time. So I never had the need to do go to that such extremes. I did do like the odd ones, like, uh, you know, research for a... Um, I think it was the Herald Sun. They didn't say it was the Herald Sun, but we knew it was the Herald Sun, just trying to understand how people, you know, use the paper and things like that. So I would do the occasional medi- the, the research that had nothing to do with medical because my body was perfect and I didn't want it to <laughs> get affected. But this is what I found really dodgy because they'd go around universities hitting poor students going, do you, want, do you want to earn 750 bucks a week? Or do you want to do two grand? All you got to do is take two pills and we just study you. And you're just like... Like, yeah. you know, you have to yeah. sign all this stuff away. And I remember my parents were going, look, if you are showing please don't do that. Like, please yeah. don't do that. And I remember my friend, um, my friend Tim, uh, he would do it. He'd do it all the time. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, nah, i got to gotta go to the Alfred. I'm laying in a bed all week. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And a friend of mine, uh, I won't reveal too much because I don't know whether our confidential the story is, but essentially they lost Sorry, their Tim, job. Tim's, Tim was his real name. <laughs> <laughs> They lost their, my friend lost their job because of COVID. And so out of desperation, they saw a uh, research thing that paid a decent coin. Uh, they went in and they had such an adverse effect uh, to the trial that they were hospitalized for weeks, I believe. Um, uh, and, and we sort of taken off the trial and then trying to make them recover. Unable to eat, unable to, uh, you know, drink water, just completely fuck them. God, and like so, the person in the paper. <laughs> huh? Sounds like the person that happened to someone in the paper. So, oh, really? That yeah. could, might have been them. Uh, but anyway, so just like yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not judging anyone who has to do it or wants to do those things because without those people, we wouldn't have the, the benefit, you know, the, the medical advances that we've had, recently, you know, over time. People have to volunteer for those things to be able to and see it. But it, I, I was lucky that it was never for me. And it just reminds me because that that paper, which I would love to read, and I totally agree with the sentiment. But I just realized, as a parent, you do that every day. Every day, like, you know, like if my son runs and what he does is he likes to run as fast as he can because he thinks he's Batman, but he likes to see who's running behind him. And it's great to run full pelt and then look behind you because it doesn't show you where you're actually fucking running to. So he's just been face planting recently and he face planted. And then as soon as he hurts himself, you run over and go, hey, hey, everything's going to be okay. Oh, see that, that cut, it's not really that bad. It's not that bad at all. Mm. And you know, and so he's just like, oh yeah, I guess it's not bad. And then... You're convincing him, like you're like because you're 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 the figure in this that you know what everything's right. You're like, yeah, actually, that gigantic gash in my leg, it's fine because Dad says it's fine. I was like, well, everything's fine. Yeah, I think it's about reframing. Like, I think it's like it's the same thing that maybe uh, we were as kids, you know, in terms of uh, obesity and how we treated overeating. You know, I feel like that's what's stuck in my head these days. That somehow, somewhere, someone said to me, "Oh, you can smash two plates." good on you and that has yeah. stuck in as a child for me so whereas your son's like yeah fucking falling's easy it's fine yeah it's, you know? fine. it's, it's, it's like i may have really hurt myself i'm really upset but that says i'm gonna be okay so i'm gonna be okay yeah true true there's a lot of trust but, hey shall we do this let's, let's do read it. some fan mails from the lovely lovely listeners you've got a couple i've got a few uh how do you want to do this do you want to read the first one um uh okay well you're, you're probably more ready than i am because oh, okay so i'll go i'll go first i'll yeah. i'll I've tried to mix it up between, uh, you know, silly, funny ones, heartfelt ones, uh, yeah. and just some mixed ones. All right. So here we go from Hugh. Hey, Dylan, Ben, thanks for the great work with the pod. In response to how it's influenced my fitness journey, quotation marks, hearing Ben talk so much about squash in the early episodes made me remember how much I had fun playing it in school. So I've now taken it up again. I really enjoy it, and it's a great chance to catch up with mates as much as it's an excellent cardio. I'm also in the arts and many, like many in our industry, I've lost a lot of my work this year. So the two of you talking about openly about your mental health through this time has been very helpful in reminding me we're all in this together. Brackets, please excuse the cliche. Keep up the great work and I look forward to many episodes to come. Now, I brought that one up first because I felt like you might have a negative reaction to that to begin with. So let's get that out of the way. Hang on, Which what, what the, was it? why would I have a negative reaction to it? The fact that someone's playing squash and we can't. <laughs> no, it's so funny. My, I didn't I didn't go up with that anyway. Oh, okay, I just, good. I just went, I was like, yeah, it is. And also I forgot about the fact that it is such a good one to catch up with friends because it's one-on-one. 
Uh-huh. Like so, it's like, and and also, if you think about it, you're in you're in a room. You can't go anywhere, so you can actually play, play, play. And because it's so cardio, you sit down next to each other, sweating up a storm, and then you actually have a chat, and then you go out there again. It's kind of I forgot about that. And also, I was reliving the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was like, oh, someone else is playing squash. And then my other mind went, I was like, hang on. This guy played squash in high school. I mean, what kind of fancy high school did he go to? Okay, okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, there's only one a couple of schools that have squash courts, and they are private schools. And the reason why I know that is because I went to one as well. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's great. I love that. I love that. Great, great, great. I'm glad to know that you didn't have as negative a reaction. You got anyone on your side? Uh, it's so funny because some of them, like, people have read them and some of them are quite long. Mm. Um, so we'll have to power through. I feel like I'll let you read it throughout and then we'll comment on it. Otherwise, it'll take too long if I keep interrupting. Cool. Um, hi, Ben. I just wanted to say uh, 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 thanks to you guys for your pod. Uh, my fiance is 38 weeks pregnant uh, and we live interstate, i.e. not Victoria. This pregnancy has uh, seen us be home for some weeks and we've been living with our in-laws, which has been quite challenging. Uh, With my weight journey, it has been on hold for about eight months. I've gained about three kilos since uh, mid-December, but it's been getting me down. But after catching up on the last few eps again, I've started to be kinder to myself, and I'm happy with just three kilos. Listening to you guys talk honestly about fatherhood struggles, challenges, and also celebrating your amazing wins really gives me a lift and confidence, especially when I'm nervous. Um, uh, Oh, wow. Uh, happy for you to share this. Uh, I wanted you to know the podcast had an impact on me uh, throughout this year. Um, yeah. Oh, if you want to share this, you want to do so. Thanks a lot, Dan. So there you go. That's so lovely. I mean, the, he said when he feels nervous, that's a, that's a really incredible to, to yeah. Uh, thank you, man. And good luck. And congrats, by the way, as well with the, uh, the pregnancy. That's yeah. so super exciting. So that's a nice one, Tiger. Yeah. That's, and, that, and I think, uh, I think it's really nice. I think that's what I've really liked because that's what you've done to me and I guess I've done to you. You is you know we become each other's support networks and that's why we mm. feel kind of we, we can't see many of you because we know that you listen to our uh, you know we listen, you listen to us in your headphones. But what we love is and this is what I find about podcasts is it's such an intimate such an intimate forum and mm. that that you know if you're going for a walk or if you're lying in your bed or if some of you told me you do it in the sauna, uh, amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I just really really like it that you you've chosen our podcast and that, and that you take something away from it because we take a lot from it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we get lost now in our own chats and our thoughts, forgetting that people listen. (laughs) That's true. I I think that, I think that's, and I generally feel like in anything in life, at least based on the experiences I've had um, in the last, say 10 years of doing comedy, that anything that I was excited to talk about, regardless of whether I think this is important for people to hear or not, yeah. uh, found that it reached more people I- in itself. Like not focusing on, you know, uh, like what, sh- what do people want to hear as opposed to doing that saying, no, this is what I'm excited to talk about somehow resonates stronger with trying to anticipate what people want. So it's like, you can't please everybody. You're probably never going to please the majority anyway. So you might as well just make sure that you yourself are enthusiastic and interested in whatever you're doing. And if you do it in that frame of mind, then you'll grab people who are interested in that topic will gravitate. And the world is so big and we have so much access to the world that you'll find enough people who like it. And in our case, half a million downloads. Yeah, I know. And that's that's (laughs) great. Like half a million people have listened to us. Like like that, I I was quite chuffed by that because again, we're we're two guys. um, And again, why I think it works is we are both at such different stages of our life uh, across so many spectrums, which I think makes it work because then we can either then support each other or then trying to understand the other person's perspective. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's pretty, uh, you know. I think different, but with a lot of crossover helps the fact that we can yeah. attack it from different points of view. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah, Roman go. has said, you guys have asked for people to share their stories on what the pod has meant. I was late to the Fitbit party, only joined in Feb this year, but thankfully meant I had 100 hours to catch up on. In that time, I had to drive from Sydney to Gold Coast and back twice to see my dad in hospital. So you were my companion for those drives and helped me provide me with a distraction, especially uh, for the sad drive back after he passed away in July. Wow. In March, you entertained me and inspired me. Unfortunately, inspired me to revisit the world of Cocoa Pops <laughs> that I hadn't <laughs> for years. Uh, in June, you inspired me to get to my doctor and start a new lifestyle program. I told him about the pod and the inspiration I got from your genuine stories. And so even he had to listen. 
Since then, I've gone from 130 kilos to 114 kilograms, mostly through monitoring calories and increasing my walking. I even started eating sauerkraut after your Ed Cavalier episode. So thank you so much, Legends, for everything you do for so many people. Well, that is unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Cut that out. That is unbelievable. That's First amazing. of all, uh, as I replied to him and said, you know, sorry to hear about the loss. Obviously, I can't imagine. Like, this year has been such a turd of a year to begin with. with oh, it's it's base uh, challenges, let alone to have to go through the grief of a lo- uh, loss of a loved one, which I know a lot of people have had. But the fact that during that time, we were some sort of comfort uh, for this gentleman is... Um, it, it it means a lot more than you realize. Yeah. Like, maybe you do realize how much it means to us. But yeah, fuck, it was unbelievable to see that. And uh, and, and yeah, a loss a loss of any family member, especially a father, is just uh, mm. is a, a, a very hard experience. And especially you know we know a couple of people who've been going through it, uh, at the, at, you know, throughout lockdown. And you know. And s- and to provide escapism first and then drive you towards Cocoa Pops, you know, that's what I said, which is a, a negative one, which obviously I was being silly and also, about. But also, you know, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> but then from there as well, to be able to, uh, you know, that using the pod as, as some sort of accountability to do go get a checkup with the doctor and then lose a, like 16 kilos. That's huge. Amazing. Amazing. Clap it out. Since June. Clap it out. So what's that? June, July, August, September. Yeah, four months, 14 kilos. What a fucking champion. Congratulations, Roman. And it's also a great reminder, which I think the pod's done a little bit as well, is uh, especially for men, uh, women are more on top of it, uh, but that men go see the doctor more often. That if they have a niggling or they have a thing, they should go see it, you know, rather than thinking it'll just, you know, disappear. And uh, and I've been a culprit of that over the years, especially now for people in Victoria. A lot of people haven't been going to the doctor because they're like, well, I don't want to get COVID or I don't want it. But now, you know, now, you know, you can, you should go see the doctor. We have telehealth. So it's just a reminder, probably more focused at the men out there. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how small it is. Just go see the doctor and get things checked out. It's just, it's, you just don't, don't try and be stoic. There's no point in being stoic. And now you can do telehealth. So it's even, even better these days. So, cause like I was, I was at a playground with one dad and he's like, I've got to run home. Got to put the kid in front of the telly so I can take my telehealth doctor's appointment. I said, mate, I'll just look after your kid. Just do it here. And so he just walked around the oval while I had his kid. He had his uh, doctor's appointment, came back, beaming. He's like, oh, doctor told me what it is. I need to have this certain medication. And I just did this in 15 minutes rather than doing, what, a one and a wow. half hour turnaround trip. I was like, yeah. Like, that's the advantages of telehealth now. They're, after this is all done, some good stuff is going to come out of the pandemic. And I reckon telehealth is going to be a huge one. I think that's going to be... Pretty good point, Ben. I actually never thought of the ongoing uh, effect of telehealth. Yeah, that's when. So, all right, sweet. Uh, Have you got? Yes, I got another one. Um, uh, Hey, uh, hey, guys! I've never PM'd. uh, I've never actually PM'd anyone before. Long time listener, first time caller. Lol. Uh, I've been tuning into Fibbit for the last month or so, and I've been making my way through the backlog. I just wanted to get in touch with you both legends and let you know how fucking inspirational you are. I've struggled with my relationship with food as long as I can remember and I really appreciate the issues that are dealt with, with uh, that you deal with up front. There are numerous things that have been brought up that are so clear to me that I would usually find as a taboo topic. But your honest and earnest approach has made the goals and challenges much more realistic and achievable. I am yet to start, but I will use this podcast as inspiration to achieve my goal and check back into the reality of my journey. Thanks for the fucking hilarious and entertaining podcast. Um, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, cheers. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I like that she said that. Uh, he or she had said that uh, yeah. they haven't started yet because I think that's something that's worth noting. That yeah. you you know you might not necessarily have got to that point where you want to, you know apply those changes or whatever that you feel like you need but the fact that uh the podcast can be a little slight little reminder like if you show up for the comedy and be us being silly or whatever but there's a slight reminder at the back of your head going oh yeah maybe i should you know just go for a half an hour walk today because you know while i listen to ben and do yeah. or whatever like you know that 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 could be a positive in itself hey and also just a reminder it is okay to have false starts Okay. Oh shit! Yeah, like I think that's a it's a reminder, and that you will, even if you nail it. Like I feel like I'm in that position where I get knocked back, and even though I have so many wins to celebrate, you know my weight has creeped back on me, which I haven't liked because it affected a certain part of my injuries. But then again, it's like, well, okay, we'll reassess why is that? You know, where are you at? And a lot of people who start this go, well, I'm going to start my kick this month, or I'm going to start at this date. 
it's taken us so many false starts to even get to the way we want to live our life. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter saw... if that person started then or in a month or in two months. The fact that they want to is the first big hurdle. Hundred percent. The fact that you recognize there's something worth changing in itself, like it, you know, say I, I knew I needed to quit drinking quite a long time before I actually made the call. But you know, there's times that I wish that I had done it earlier, of course, because I had the information. But you know, I can't beat myself up too much because a, I can't change that now. But also, it's like, you know, as long as you still some point show up, I think is the important thing. I saw a quote that was by Benjamin Disraeli, the former British Prime Minister, that said, action doesn't guarantee happiness, but there's no happiness without action. So I think yeah. that's a lot true. Like, yes, you can't, just because you choose to do something doesn't necessarily going to get you the outcome that you want, but you're not going to get the outcome you want unless you start doing something about it. Yeah, and I think that's, and, and look, alcohol is always the big one. Like I, you know, 15th of September is three years for me and I never thought. Oh, oh congratulations. You know, Happy you. anniversary. Happy, and, and again, it falls in conjunction with uh, a mate's wedding anniversary. So again, <laughs> gave him a call and then a uh, big thank you. But a friend of mine is coming back, a really good friend of mine is coming back and he wrote on a big WhatsApp group. He said, hey guys, uh, coming back uh, 9th of October, really exciting. We're like, wow, he's finally coming back. He's been living overseas for like you know, close to 10 years. We're like, and then he wrote, and then Ben, you can finally break your drought. And I was like, I hate to break it, you, but it's not going to be that. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't think he's understood the value of, of you know, having that achievement. It's not like I've done it for three months. It's been three years and it's been life changing. So it just that cracked me up. I was like, oh, well, okay, bloody, he's back. Might as well get back on. <laughs> There's uh, in that podcast that I talked about, uh, Rich Roll's podcast with Andrew Huberman. Um, uh, they, there's a quote they talked about in terms of uh, sobriety and stuff like that. That it feels like no matter like no matter how long. So, let me try that again. No matter how long you've been sober, you always feel um, you know that that gnawing at you. Uh, and the description is like no matter how far away you drive from it, you're always close as close to the ditch as you always were. Like yeah. it feels that no matter how far I go, I'm n- always only a few drinks away from that. And the truth is, yeah, maybe I might be able to stop at two or three now, but that'll open up this can of worms that I don't think is worth. Like the potential upside versus the potential downside, it's the downside's way bigger than uh, the upside of a couple of drinks for me. Do you know what I mean? So well, I'm like, well, why am I going to even risk it? Well, I've, I've been, I've had so much progress in the last four years from not exactly, even, you know, exactly. so that, that extra little buzz that I can get from two or three, is it really worth it in, in case, just in case that it's going to lead me down to that miserable path I was on? And I'm kind of glad I didn't go to Europe because I thought I was at that point. I thought I was at that point where I could probably do one or two drinks, you know, and that I could probably now after three years, maybe just have a glass here and there. But after this lockdown, <laughs> I can safely say that is not the case. Yeah. That is, I'm far from that. I that willpower. To, I know that that willpower is not there yet because I because you know there are certain treats that haven't been able to let go. And I reckon if I did alcohol, it'd be exactly the same thing. So I'm yeah. still glad that I. Uh, it's been three years. Um, in my head, I was like, well, let's give it another year. I, I do reassess. I do reassess every year and go. Mm. Right, let's let's go another year. And uh, yeah, and, and even if you do or you don't, it doesn't matter as long as you're questioning it along the way, right? Exactly. So that's yeah. a good one. All right. All, All right. right. We have one from uh, this one's a bit of a long one, so I'll have to read it a bit quick. Uh, it's from Sunflower Rankam. Uh, I love listening to you both. You're fucking hilarious. I just recently heard about your podcast two months ago, and I'm addicted to listen to it. Brackets. I'm happy that so many episodes left to listen to. I appreciate you speaking about your challenges, mental health, and accomplishments, as I can totally relate to most things you and your guts had mentioned. Your guests. <laughs> it's so written guts, but okay. So. Uh, I have also struggled with similar things. It's so easy to listen to you guys. I love your banter and laughs. Um, this is just complimenting us, complimenting us, complimenting us. Uh, and uh, what foods are good for you? I'm on a similar journey. Um, and the struggles are real. I have struggled with my weight most of my life. In the past six years, I had gotten to my heaviest due to stresses of being in bad relationships and the stressful job that I do. However, I do know that there is a deeper route to my weight gain and I've been working on it for the past two years. This past year, starting on the 1st of Jan 2020, I decided this will be the year for me, which means I will focus on my mental, physical and spiritual health. This included finding a new position at work, not dating for a year, seeking counseling and meditating, finding what foods work best for me and exercise. I've lost 15 kilograms currently and have ways to go. 
However, after listening to your guys, uh, I have this spurt of motivation. Even the simplest thing you can do can change a person's life, and you have. You can listen to so many different people telling you the same thing, and for whatever reason, it goes in one ear and out the other. Then you hear one or two people, and it just clicks. You feel that connection, that understanding of where you're coming from, that frustrations you're feeling, the struggles, etc. Well, for me, it was your voices, your podcast that rang true to me. Thank you. P.S. You're more than welcome to share this on Fitbit. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, I just joined Instagram because of you guys didn't have it until today. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> we had a couple of people like that. We had a couple of people yeah. who joined uh, who are now lost in the world of scrolling. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really good. I'm that's glad, great. again, you know, that's a new listener who's obviously uh, yes, gravitated towards it. So I, uh, it's really appreciated to know that, uh, you know, you don't have to have been through us with the whole way through, but to pick up no. in the last few months. Uh, I would be curious to know where they heard about us in the first place. I wonder well, where that we, came We from. have had a, a real, um, pretty much since we, I don't, know, I don't think there's any link with Patreon, but since we have started Patreon, we have, have received a lot more international listeners. So we have had a mm. lot of people, um, uh, especially from Europe. Um, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, we have a lot of listeners in the UK, thanks to our good mate, Freddie Flintoff. Um, and that's how we had a lot of people in the UK. But yeah. Huge bunch of uh, listeners, thanks to him. So, um, this is a quick one. I'm just going to read from yep. patty uh who's a uh, tiff exo uh tiff hall tiffany hall ed cavalier's wife uh, uh her program he says you know most of the health stuff has come from her but uh, but after having done thirty thousand mountain climbers uh and toppled over doing one-legged squats with tiff i get in the car and drive to work listening to you guys and complete my fitness experience secretly it's my favorite part the podcast is like sneaking dessert when everyone else has gone to bed. <laughs> and I do sneak, uh, sneak the good stuff. On Friday after working out, I listened to the podcast, feel good about myself, and then went about two pies for a snack. <laughs> when someone the bakery <laughs> got a jam donut, I thought that was a good idea. So I had those two as well. <laughs> yes, you guys, with all your so talk, have good. taught me it's okay to keep pleasuring myself. <laughs> I don't know, Patty, whether wow. that's a takeaway point. So but good. I appreciate it nonetheless. Oh, wow. Oh, that makes me laugh. Um, I love it. I've essentially got only one more left, Benny, unless you've got any on your side. There you go. Uh, this uh, is, uh, no, all right. No, no. So, all right. So this one yeah. this one was uh, one a bit near and dear to me uh, because it's a, uh, a bloke I had met a few times uh, when I was uh, working in Perth. He had done comedy himself a few times. And this is something he did reveal to me after my show in person uh, after one of my shows, and yep. uh, it meant a lot. And so rereading it uh, was quite, quite, quite uh, emotional yep. to read. So I'll just read it. It's from uh, from JD. Uh, <clears throat> Congrats on the half a million downloads, lads. I wanted to share my Fitbit journey with you and your listeners. It's a pretty long one, so I totally understand if it's too long for the pot. I've been a fan of Dills since we did comedy together in Perth years back. I was just low-level open micer and he was the headliner, but I'll claim it. I remember having backstage conversation with him in the first few weeks of him not drinking. And at the time, I didn't get it, but I admired his self-control. Back then, I was biggish, around 100 kilos. But by the time Fitbit Bot came around, I was no longer doing comedy. I'd become a dad and ballooned out to 115 kilos. I can break your influence into, I can break your influence into pretty clear sections of my journey. The first was diet. In the space of 12 months, you guys inspired me to really look at what I was eating. I tried a few of the crazy diets, which I think was part of me learning what didn't work, but I primarily, primarily educated myself on nutrition through documentaries and reading. Every pod was a good check-in for me. It forced me to self-reflect and kept me on track. During this time, I lost 20 kilograms. The second stage for me was tackling, exercising, and drinking. This took a lot longer. But when Dill ran his marathon, that was enough to kick me into gear. I committed to a year of not drinking and training for a marathon. Listening to the pod while I was running got me through my first half marathon at the six-month mark. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yes. Mainly because I did the same thing, remember? Yeah, <laughs> I know, my I first half it. marathon, I listened to us. Oh, what a wanker. So uh, JD goes on to say... Uh, 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 listening to the pod while running got me through the first half marathon at the six month mark I put it on again to finish out the last 30 minutes of my marathon which I completed just two weeks ago in four hours and 27 minutes <laughs> fucking hell that's JD great. That's great. I can't believe the last 30 was spent with us that's so fucking awesome that's amazing uh, we're lucky enough to still have events in Perth I've got two weeks left on my drinking challenge oh mate you've got this easy during this period I lost another 10 kilograms. Now at, a, at 85 kilograms, I feel a lot healthier. But more importantly, I'm a much better parent. I can play and run more 
and I'm a much better role model for my toddler. Yeah, oh my god jd a, thank you so much for sharing that's all a great that. one especially that that role model is a toddler it's it's a huge thing like like you, you don't get the instant rewards because you don't understand but i think later down the track as people say that it's that it's that behavior that your kids will model and yeah. I, I think that's i mean that's pretty that's pretty important like you know that's a great story i love that <laughs> Yeah, I, I always think about that role model thing, especially with my uncles and my dad and stuff, who were all big sportsmen uh, in their in their childhood mm. days. But by the time I was born, they were just, just eating and drinking. So as much as they would say, you know, we used to play rugby, we used to play cricket, like I never saw it. And I think, yeah. you know, I'm not, again, I, don't, I take full responsibility for my life. But, you know, there is an element of sometimes you go, well, if all your role, model, role models were, you know, pisshead overeaters, then it only makes sense that as a child you start, you know, mimicking that same behavior. Yeah, I I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, and then yeah, I, I'm I'm more conscious about it than I have ever been before. Like, just yeah. making sure that, especially because I've spent more time with my children in the last year than I have for the many years before that. That now it's like everything, you know, everything, you know. And there are some things that you know under different circumstances, like you know, I've had to curb my swearing because my kids have started. Oh swearing really badly in public and that's because <laughs> daddy swears and it's really disturbing uh, good on those little cans so yeah, <laughs> yeah but um uh I, I love those messages i just realized i just want to share one other one i think mm-hmm. i mentioned it on the last pod or the uh, pod before uh the amount of people who just sent back going uh hi ben um uh Minka is in luck. The Geo Rosso is on SBS each afternoon. It's a women's cycling race. Uh, she'll love it. And it's true. <laughs> but like the message is, again, this is why I love our little community deal. Um, you know, we've worked really hard to create this as well. Let's, let's not forget that. We've both put a lot of effort mm-hmm. into this podcast. But that's the reason why we still do it is because of you guys. Yeah. Like, you guys give I us guess... the feedback and the inspiration, especially now for me and for you, um, Dill, but like, you know, like your messages mean the world to us and the fact that you listen and that you share the podcast and that you write the reviews, it all spurs us on. Like we wouldn't have done Patreon if we didn't think people wanted to get on board. Like, and that's helped us. That's a good point. Yeah. Th- that's helped us really good because Patreon's growing really well and, and mm-hmm. we really like that. We love providing the bonus content. Uh, you know, we'd like to expand on it when we can, but at the same time, it, that's just a remind. It's just another tick. Like the downloads go up, then also Patreon goes up, and your responses go up. And that really, I don't. I just want the listeners to know that if you're walking, or you're running, or you're riding, or you're playing with the kids, but you secretly got an earphone in one ear, that's okay. We really, really appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I think was you, you actually said something quite important, which is about the the, the the effort for us to put this together. I guess one of the things that I hope people realize that it uh it isn't easy to i mean a lot of people keep talking about uh that we're honest uh it, to be honest it, it isn't easy to be this honest uh yeah. you know there's there's a lot of stuff that i've revealed about myself my insecurities um my shames my self-hate uh that isn't comfortable to put out publicly uh but knowing that it is being met with support and and um and like-minded way of thinking uh, makes it a lot easier over time to do and encourages me to be further as honest as possible about where I'm at, uh, given whatever stage of my life, which has then directly helped me acknowledge where I'm at in real life, in real time. Do you know what I mean? Rather than pretending like everything's going great. And then, you know, having something that's bubbling deep underneath the surface that's going to pop out like a fucking volcano. Instead, having this outlet to be open and honest, as difficult as that is at times, Mm. knowing that it's been, you know, met with uh, welcoming years uh, helps. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, I totally, and, and also like we can't. Like sometimes we try to hide stuff in this podcast, but because we speak to you weekly, and because we wear our hearts on our sleeves, and we what we do for a living is on stage, quite often spilling our guts out on stage, we can't hide stuff. I and mean, this is a weekly mm. thing, so you you can tell you. you if you've been there from day dot, you can tell when I've had a hard week with the kids. You can tell when Durex is so sick of his back injury. You can you've you've heard you've heard it. We can't hide it. So that's True. why I think I think the podcast is something that we really enjoy doing. We want to continue doing. And again, recently, especially in the pandemic, it's been something really important for us. We know it's been something important for the listeners. Uh, but again, a shout out to everyone that's uh, written messages, donated, and got on board. We can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, it would have been great if you finished that endless edit. And yes, and that's why we decided this is the last ever episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, we have a, in fact, we have a uh, one in the can already ready to go for next week's guest episode. Yes. And Ben, without giving anything away, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of the most talked about episodes we've had. Ah, uh, yes, I totally agree. That's um, uh, You'll see what I mean. Uh, yeah. th- remember what I said just in this moment when you listen to it in, in, in a week's time when this, after this it comes out. had a out. profound effect on, on both of us. Um, on both of us. Uh, you know, it's, it's things that I used to believe, but it was nice to be reinforced exactly. uh, by someone who I consider one of the most wonderful people I've ever met. So I, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And, and, we, and, and this is the thing, like, I feel like we are capturing uh, the gold that is what this podcast is about. And again, I can't wait until we can do this again one-on-one in person. It's still a bit of, bit of time away, but uh, especially like the Ben Knight one, it's just sometimes you just tap into a bit of gold. And when you tap into that gold and you just sort of go with the flow and whatever that energy is, and then you, you, you get shown a different side of, uh, of a... Of, uh, of something that you thought you knew something about and, and you didn't quite understand. And then when you hear it from someone's perspective who's living through it, uh, it's great. And that's, that's, again, another we've, we've, we've had friends on here that have spoken about stuff we never expected them to speak about. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that... I, I think that's my favourite probably line from all the guests that we get is when we finish the pod... I wish we could. Ha- I wish we could put all the recordings where I was like, usually we finish and we go, "Hey, look, thanks so much for doing that." And like, yeah, I really wasn't expecting to say that. That's my favorite. <laughs> but in a good way. In a good like, way. Not like them way. saying, you know, I, like, I, I, want, I didn't want to say that. Take that out, please. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Ben, congratulations for half a million downloads. Right back uh, at thank you, buddy. For all the all the all the shared work that we do. I'm really glad we. We had this idea two and a half years ago and uh, followed through with it. So So followed through with it. Here we are. Uh, Take care, everybody. Stay safe. You guys know the usual channels to get uh, things on. Patreon.com slash FitBetPod for if you want to subscribe and get that latest episode that Ben was talking about with Ben Knight where we interviewed him while he was in hotel room quarantine and we went into some pretty pretty, uh, emotional places. Uh, And then and also lots of laughs, don't forget. Um, But uh, otherwise, uh, uh, Benny Lomas... uh, No, Ben... Uh, ben Lomas Comic on Instagram, and I am Dilruk J on Instagram, and uh, my uh, my Amazon special bundle of joy is still streaming on Amazon Prime. So It'll we'll stay there forever, to... surely. Yeah, I think so. I always just like to remind people, just in case we have new listeners. Yeah, so, yeah, ahead. please check it out. Uh, but otherwise, stay safe, iTunes, everyone, and thank iTunes, you. Leave a review on iTunes. Uh, we love Great. that. Love that. Awesome. Take care, everybody. See love ya. you all, and thank you for all the wonderful feedback. Yeah, thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.